Welcome to another episode of Let's Discuss, two guys from rural Iowa talking about everything from animated video games. Today we're going to talk about one of Xbox's biggest cash cows, the Halo franchise. Andy, why don't you enlighten us a little bit on Halo? Okay, so when you get to a ripe old age, you will one day pass away, and then you will get this gold shiny thing that will float above your head. That is if you're good. If you're bad, well, you don't get Halo. What do you get for smacking the idiot for screwing us up already? Ah, a cookie! I want a cookie! Worth it? Worth it? I mean the Xbox franchise, you dolt. (laughs) Oh, you mean that thing with explosions, and lasers, and rockets, and shoddy shoddies, and uh, the general... Ah, uh, new poning. Yes. Yay. Yes, that. Yes. So deep in the minds of Bungie, there was created the one game to rule them all, and it was called Halo. How I ever made it through living one year with you, I will never know. But, anywho, yeah, Halo was a game built way back when the original Xbox was still in its good run. Xbox was doing okay price, well, uh, making money-wise, but then they came out with their Halo, their first Halo game, which everybody just freaking loved. It was great, it was outer space, you played as the Master Chief and you took on the whole Covenant army essentially by yourself with the occasional help from your extra soldiers here and there. But it it was so much fun. You did all these levels with flying ships. You had all sorts of guns, pistols, shotguns, rocket launchers, machine guns, and it only really expanded over time. Oh my gosh, we played so much frickin' Halo growing up, it was ridiculous. Like, that was what we used to do just for the sake of getting together. We'd get together and just play Halo. Like, the first one, we played a crap ton of, and then Halo 2, we played so much Halo 2. Really, and that was so much fun because they finally incorporated the uh, dual-wielding system with, like, needlers, pistols, SMGs. Uh, plasma rifles, plasma pistols. I think that's all of them. Yeah. Halo 2 is by far uh, the best combat Halo there was. I mean, the best multiplayer. In fact, um, even after Halo 3 came out, uh, all the championships were done on Halo 2 instead of Halo 3 just because everybody agreed that Halo 2 had better multiplayer. And on a sad note, you can't even play the online multiplayer on Halo 2 anymore because they actually discontinued it. It's actually a funny story. Uh, Microsoft built in a friend system into uh, their systems, and there was a limit set at... Oh, God, I can't even remember what the number was anymore. It was quite low. It was like 50, I want to say, 25 or 50, something like that. As, as many friends as you could have. I don't know why they put a limit in there to begin with. It might be. Well, let's get real here. Like, if you have that many quote-unquote friends you're playing with, like, 
most of them aren't even going to really be friends anyway. There's just going to be people that you get together and play with. Yeah. To, but, know. I mean, look at look at Facebook and stuff. I mean, people have – a lot of people I, – I know people who are like, oh, yeah, I've got a thousand and some friends. Mm-hmm. Do you know them all? Most of them will say no. I I don't. I actually don't know them all that well. They just yeah. Those are usually creepers that tend to you know just be friends with everybody. Or you're someone that most people find incredibly attractive, and they just want to, you know, creep the shit out of your profile and turn you into spank bank material. But you know, to each their own, I guess. Yeah, you should know, you man whore, you. I do nothing of the sort. You say you do nothing, and yet the ladies still come after you. I call. Bullshit, but this is not the conversation topic. Aw, but this is a better topic. Okay. Stick to the material. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Back to Halo 2. Okay, so anyhow, the friend system. The limitations, they actually wanted to increase the limitations with the release of... Uh, it was after Halo 3, I do believe. Or during... When they shut down the Halo 2 servers? Yeah, it it was. I think it was after Halo Three was out oh, for a it was, while. It was a good while. Like it was just within the last year or two. I'm pretty sure that they shut down the Halo Two servers. Uh, no, I think it's maybe about two years ago. By now. Yeah, because Halo Three came out what 2007, 2008, something around there. We were still in high school. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it was September 25th of 2007. You got a fact on that, or you just happened to pull that out of your ass? fact on it. You checked the Wikipedia page, dude. Of course I did. Uh, for a quick reference, it, Wikipedia is nice. I'm not dead certain on it, but I doubt anybody's messing around with Halo just because you just don't fuck with Halo. Um, but, yeah, they shut, They actually shut down Halo 2 servers So because it was the only game that they hadn't shut down yet that actually had people still playing the multiplayer. And they couldn't shut it. They when they went to shut it down, they actually rewarded the people who were still playing this online servers. And I'm not talking somebody who just got onto Halo 2 and played a little bit of multiplayer online for the hell of it. No, I'm talking like the hardcore, uh, hardcore guys. That's all they they were playing it constantly, just like back in the old days. You know, always online playing it. They actually rewarded all the guys that were still on with this bundle, bungee bundle pack. Of, I think all uh, copies of all the games, T-shirts, figurines, everything, everything signed by the creators of Bungie. I mean, it was. A, I think somebody was saying that at the time it was a value of like four hundred or five hundred dollars per bundle, and they sent one. Yeah. yeah, they sent one of these to every single one of those people. And I'm not talking. That's without the signatures. That's just retail value on those items with those signatures. Way worth way more. I mean, yeah, there's a lot now of those things, but down the line, those things are going to be worth a lot of money because Halo is one of those games that's going to be around for a long time because it's it's like uh, Gold, uh, 007 GoldenEye. Yeah, it's an old game, but it's still known as one of the most beloved multiplayer games because ever it's just it was such a good game. Same way with Halo. It's going to be remembered for ever in a day. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, when they canceled those servers, th- then with that last game out of the way, then they could up the friend basis for the new games. But, yeah, definitely a sad thing seeing Halo 2's multiplayer disappear. Uh, 
Good times. Yeah, but Halo 3 was really good for the Xbox 360 and everything like that. Like, Halo 2 is probably easily one of the most memorable games coming out of the Xbox, which is kind of sad because not a lot of, like, our friend group had Xboxes. I think only, like, two of us had two regular Xboxes. Oh, yeah. And, like, we'd always go hang out at their place. Why? Because we could play Halo. I mean, that's just a great game whether you sucked or were good and you just go, and it was fun because you could bounce around really easily like you you jump way more than you would in, like, Call of Duty or something like that, and your guns are so diverse and everything, so there's, like, something out there for everyone. And even if you can't walk up and just, you know, beat down somebody, you get a frickin' rocket, and you blow their frickin' brains out! Yeah, Halo definitely had a better, um... That's the word I'm looking for. Uh... Array of weapons? No, I... In... Like Call of Duty and all those, you see a lot of people who hack or who just use these te- this these annoying combinations. You know, you have your runners and the like. Oh yeah, like essentially your noob sets that yeah. most people run after a certain while and like yeah, and they ha- require no talent to use. Yeah, and then in Halo, it's not so much you know. There's more strategy to the game. I mean, if you're a good player, it's because you're a good player. Yeah, you might get taken out by a noob wielding a rocket or a lucky toss grenade, but that's still a set, you know, a skill. I mean, a lot of people memorize the respawn times on uh, the swords, the rocket launchers, sniper rifles. I mean, it it was a game where it actually took a little bit of talent. So it, I I do have to say that Bungie did a great job with Halo for. Difficulty, I would say. Yeah, one thing that was really nice about Halo that they have in pretty much every shooter nowadays is that there is a buttload of customization for each individual weapon. In Halo, what you picked up was what you got. Like, if you pick up a pistol and it only has X amount of zoom, that's all you get. You don't get, like, I don't know, a freaking ACOG scope or a silencer on it. No, you get the pistol, essentially, and that's it, which, you know, then it requires a little more mastery, not as much of a figuring out exactly which, I don't know, which combination works best for you, but then you get fun little dealies like shoddy snipers, those little fun ones, and I don't remember if they did those back in Halo 2 or not, but I know yeah. they were pretty crazy yeah, in 3. Yeah, they did, they did they, that's where it really... I mean, there was a bit of that in Halo, in the original Halo, but Halo 2, yeah, you, that's where Shoddy Snipe really came out, was in Halo 2. Mm-hmm. And then Halo 3 gave us a bunch of different game modes, like there's your typical, like, Team Deathmatch, or Slayer, Team Slayer, oh. as it was in Halo. And then, like, you know, Capture the Flag, the Bomb. Halo Grif- 3 gave us Blitzball. Better yet, Griffball. Griffball, that was it. Griffball. Griffball. That, That's a blast and a half. A ball and some gr- some gravity hammers. Just no, boom, no. Boom, boom. Gravity hammers and swords. Yeah. Those are interesting fights, especially if you're like charging in, doing oh, the yeah. dash thing with the sword, and all of a sudden, what douche? It, it took it took skill. I mean, if somebody was coming at you with a grav ham, you'd back up and wait until they hit. And then charge in from with the sword and quick strike them before they can bring the hammer down again. Yeah, you better hope you don't miss <laughs> or you're yeah. in cheap crap. And the launches, I mean, people were, you know, 
they'd jump up and then their buddy behind them would hit the grab ham down to send them flying across to get the ball. I mean, yes, it was a lot of spawn camping. I mean, there's a lot of those hard-to-get awards like, uh, like uh, what was it? It was one of them was like a, not Mount Vesuvius, it was like Kilimanjaro or Kilimanjaro or something like that, which was like 10 kill, like... I think that's a Killionaire is 10 kills. No, it, it, I thought it was Kilimanjaro or something. I don't know. I typically didn't play enough to get uh, that much, really, ever. Kilimanjaro. Is that Kilimanjaro? Yeah, Kilimanjaro. Huh. It's an actual mountain. Let's see, Kilimanjaro. Uh... Hmm. I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now. Kilimanjaro achievements. Yeah, it's something like that. It's a lot of kills in a row, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I just remember up to like the first four or whatever. It's like you know, kill, double kill, triple kill, overkill. And like a kill tacular or something like that. Yeah, there, there was, I, it was r- ridiculous. Like you, I, somebody would come along with a grab hammer, get back there, or with a sword, and just start one shotting people as they spawned. And you'd see these little fights break out because somebody would respawn, get killed, and then they would be waiting to respawn. The second they respawn, they'd be out with their weapon to hit that person to try to get them out of the spawn. So there was kind of some unfairness there at times, but it was it wasn't as bad because a lot of people got into going in between trying to get the ball across. You'd see a lot of fights breaking out with the sword and hams because you take somebody with the hammer, bam, one shots one of the enemies. The guy right that was right behind him that you didn't see comes in with the sword, gets you. And then it's all all-out brawl, so... Yeah, that was a great... I really did enjoy that. Though, I know a lot of people just didn't really care for it, though, due to the fact of how unfair it was at times. Eh, at least in Halo, like, you don't have to worry about BS things like the kill streaks essentially giving you way amped up shit, like in... I keep comparing it to Call of Duty, because I remember the time Halo 3 came out, that was when Modern Warfare or Call of Duty 4 came out, and that started to get kind of popular, so you were pretty much either a Halo player or a Call of Duty player at the time, and I don't know, I really liked Halo a lot more at the time. I didn't really get into Call of Duty until World War was the one after Modern Warfare. I don't know. <laughs> two completely different games, two different styles, yeah. everything like that. Halo was a lot better for party games, really. I think that's the only one that we ever legitly, like, did a console LAN for at one point. At our friend's house, we hooked up an Xbox 360 in one room, closed the door, and then had the other people out in another room. And we just had at it for a long-ass time. It was – that was a lot of fun, really. We should do that again sometime. Yeah, it's definitely – Halo is one of those games that you can go back to and just have fun with all, all the time. And and in Halo, you had vehicles, but they weren't so OP as you will find in, like, Battlefield 3. Uh, Battlefield 3 is just a race to see who can get to the vehicle first. If you have a vehicle, you're going to rock shit, essentially. Yeah, and it's so bullcrap in 
I, Battlefield 3 is nice. I do think it's a nice game and everything, but mm-hmm. when it gets too far away from the good old battle, you know, on-foot battle, it just begins... It's like, you might as well go out and get a jet fighter or go out and get a tank fight. You know, there's actual tank fighters out there, but I mean... <sighs> helicopters, jets, tanks... They're great and all, but they don't belong in melee fights. In Halo, in Halo, yes, they're there, but they're not as big of a deal. I mean, you can beat them with your regular guns. In most of those, like, 4S games, like, you need a freaking rocket or some serious C4 up the wazoo to even put a dent in those things. Yeah, like... In Halo, you could go at it with some dual-wielding SMGs and eventually take down, like, a ghost or really anything at a certain point. Yeah, if you want to, in Battlefield 3, if you want to go up to a tank, well, you better have C4 or a rocket launcher or something, or you're not going to take it out. On the other hand, in Halo, if you can get up to a tank, you can actually break out the back panel, throw a grenade right on in, jump and blow it up. I mean, that, now there's skill. I mean, to sneak up on a tank and get that grenade in there, when they they can back up and kill you, it, yeah, it takes more skill, and then you, you don't feel like you're getting pwned, because there is a great thing to do in the story mode, in, like, yeah, it's just great. Okay. Yeah. I definitely... I'll, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, when it comes to Halo over most other things, like, the campaign is one thing that I absolutely just love going back and doing. Like, I remember freshman year of college, I had one lovely day where I essentially just sat down and played through the entire Halo 3 story mode in one sitting, you know, plus bathroom breaks, uh, tiny bladder and all that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just something you can keep playing and not really put down. But I don't know. I, I, I always go back. I'd gladly play through it again any day of the week. But, I don't know, some things like Call of Duty in them, I've never, I have never played any of the Battlefield games. I just know what I hear in passing, but the Call of Duty games, all people ever want that for is the multiplayer anyway. Like, most people you talk to, it's like, oh, yeah, I played online Call of Duty. It's like, oh, how's the story? Oh, I don't know. It's like, my the way I function in pretty much every game, especially shooters that have online play, I do not touch the online multiplayer until I've played through the story mode of it. Just because that's essentially the game that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a good story that's going to keep my interest. And then after, you know, I enjoy that for a while, then I play around with my friends and stuff like that and try and kill them and do epic things in that park. Well, if you talk talk to uh, uh, Yahtzee, uh, he's the host of Zero Punctuation. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He plays these games and reviews all. You know, he reviews games. That's his job. Uh-huh. It's great. I I enjoy it myself. He's kind of an ass, but that's what I like. Yeah, it's his style. Yeah, it just yeah. It's nice to hear the alternate. You know, somebody that's actually putting something down for once instead of talking it up. Like when Halo came out, when Halo Three came out, he waited until after everybody had done it, and after he got like a million people who were like, "Come on, do a review." And he, yes, he gave it a review. He pointed out the good things, but he pointed out the bad things too. He didn't give the, you know, give it a what? five star rating. Yeah, he didn't give it a nice buffing. And I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. He actually 
showed what was wrong with it. Because, you know what? These guys, these game developers, if you don't tell them what's wrong with the game, it's never going to make a, they're never going to make a better game. It's just, mm-hmm. it has to be done. But, he always starts off first-person shooter games, which he doesn't like to do because of this fact, because most of these games emphasize so much on the multiplayer that they let the story modes go to waste. And if they don't stand up in the single player in their campaign mode, he won't play the multiplayer. And I like that because you know what? A lot of I, I grew up on a place. I grew up on a farm. I didn't have internet. I I bought a 360 before I had internet. I th- I owned it for I think a year and a half almost, and had no internet to connect it. You also set kind of the standard for crazy on this, for buying things that you don't exactly have use for immediately on the grounds of, like, you bought frickin' Oblivion before you even had a 360. One minute, doorbell. Keep on talking to people. Well, technically, I actually, I bought Oblivion for computer before I had a computer that could play Oblivion. I actually bought the 360 when it was first came out. It was the first gen, actually. My 360 actually lasted me for quite a few years. It actually only broke down a couple months ago when the disk drive finally failed. Uh, I actually got a new uh, new 360 for my buddies as a bachelor party gift, which is quite nice. And I got to play um, Skyrim, as you can tell. You're welcome. Yeah, as you can tell, I'm. I started playing uh, Elder Scrolls Three, Morrowind. Loved that game so much that I became a diehard fan. I put over five thousand hours on that game alone. Uh, played with the construction set a lot. Built a few islands and stuff. It was a great game. Played Oblivion. I liked it. It was nice. The graphics were nice. A few things I didn't care for. Skyrim a lot better than Oblivion. Uh, they did a few things a lot better, but it just, I don't think either one of those really stood up to Morrowind, but that is a different story for another day. Uh, back to Halo. Halo, it's just one of those games that you can just sit back and enjoy, and with the storyline, back to the campaign modes, Halo was all about story. That's where it started out. I mean, that's how people got connected to it. Halo gave us the story of Master Chief, you know, fighting for the cause, fighting to keep humanity around, you know, fighting the covenant to keep their, keep humans in... Well, actually, a good good parallel would be uh, Mass Effect. It's actually a good topic right now because Mass Effect 3 is coming, is... Is it out? It is out. It comes out in a week, I'm pretty sure. I see. I played the beta of it. But look at Mass Effect 3. Uh, alien, the, what are they, the Reavers? The Reavers are taking over Earth right now, and you're fighting to save Earth. That's the same exact storyline as Halo, basically. Because in Halo, the whole thing is, they dest- in every single ship, they destroy... If they're captured or anything, they destroy the uh, homing device for Earth. 
that way the Covenant don't get a hold of it because they don't want the Covenant to get to Earth and glass it or hit, hit it with plasma until the whole planet is one big sheet of glass. And in the same effect, they're trying to get to the Covenant homeworld to take out the leaders so they can stop the Covenant from ta- from destroying uh, humankind. It's actually, it's quite an interesting story. The, I, I, there are many games that have their own book series. The Halo series is one of the few ones that I've actually read through. And I quite enjoyed the books. They were really, they were really quite good. And it's nice to know the origins of Master Chief. And if you have the time or you enjoy the series, I'd recommend reading the books. I think you'd quite enjoy them. And it's something nice, you know, it's something different to read for once because I'm a big fan of uh, fantasy, a little bit of sci-fi. And reading these Halo, the Halo series is kind of nice because I already had kind of, I ran out of books. It's just the way I used to be all the time. I just didn't, ha- I'd read through every series so fast. So it was kind of nice to find a new series to read for a little bit and get some background, more background story. So definitely Halo has a great uh, storyline. And that's why I'm looking forward to Halo 4, which will release at the end of 2012. Or that's at least what they're hoping for, is to release it by Christmas. So they get nice Christmas sales, but we'll see how that goes. And my big hope with that is that Xbox doesn't decide to go at E3 this year, go and reveal their new Xbox console that they're probably going to release within probably the next year or so. I don't know, by the sounds of it is the way they're going. I mean, Wii's already throwing out the Wii U, which is dumb. Don't care for it, personally. But, it's like, I just got an Xbox 360 this last year at Christmas, and I would love to be able to you know, buy a Halo game when it's actually, you know, still fairly new and whatnot, and it's not beaten to death with a stick by the time that I get to play it and everything, or at least own it. But that, that'll be really nice. I hope it just comes out on the 360 platform, which I'd like to assume it will, but no guarantees. Um, we don't know if it is going to be called the 720 yet. It's just speculation. There has been some talk that it is going to be the 720, but... Gee, they're original. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Basically, this will be the next console for uh, Xbox. But they actually talked about it, and they made a promise that they're not that it's not going to be released until next year at the at the earliest. And we're talking like the end of 2013, maybe um, early in 2014 is what it appears to be. But as anyone knows. That all is dependent upon market strategy and how the sales of 360s are doing because as a business, they have to do what is best for them, especially with where the economy is right now. And they have to stay in competition with uh, the PlayStation 3 and uh, Nintendo. Right now, though, I think Nintendo just recovered from their kind of fall from grace. I mean, right at the beginning, Wii's sold off the shelves. You couldn't even get a hold of a Wii. It was a fight. But between the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, it just didn't hold water. And PlayStation 3 was thought to be 
down and out right at the beginning. But they made a resurgence here. Uh, right now, well, especially with the whole Blu-ray option with PlayStation 3, it made the console a double uh, knockout because you're buying not only a high-end Blu-ray player, but you're buying a, a console as well. So it was a great deal. So a lot of people, instead of buying a Blu-ray player, actually went out and bought the PlayStation 3 just because it had a dual use for the same price. And right now, PlayStation 3 is looking pretty good. But yeah, That's probably one of the highest-selling consoles at this point in time, especially now that they're, what, 250 bucks now? They got another price drop, I think. Yeah. Right now, the the underdog is Nintendo. I oh mean... My, well, yeah, with their whole given of the Wii U, which is, I don't know, they just, I don't know if that'll take off. Maybe it needs time to grow on me, but I really don't see it going anywhere. I feel like they just released the 3DS within the last year. They really don't need another thing that you can put in your hands, essentially, to draw on. Like, essentially what it looked like, like the Wii U's awkward-ass huge controller that you could, you know, draw or do something on that and it would happen up on the screen or something like that. It's essentially taking the technology that the Wii had and combining it with the DS. Because, like, there were games out for the Wii that you could play using your DS and stuff. Like, you would have, like, I don't know, I think uh, Pokemon Battle Revolution, essentially, is one that comes to mind a lot with me because, you know, you can do stuff in between the games and so on and so forth. Like, you can face something on your DS to against something that's on the Wii. And then, you, hell, they even had... I think they had stuff like that back in the GameCube, didn't they? Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. Uh, that's, what, that's what Nintendo's been doing forever and a day. They had a connection for the uh, GameCube that you could hook up your... Uh, well, you remember, like, Zelda. The You know, you could link uh, your... What was it? Your SP, yeah, or your Game Boy Advance, Advance whichever one to your, you had ga- at the time. Yeah, to your GameCube to play. Because I, I remember uh, Gish loaned me his cable, I think, or I loaned him my. I I think he loaned me his cable. Oh, I'm sure I borrowed the exact same cable at one point or another. A little game freak like silver can cable. <laughs> yeah, that's what Nintendo's always tried to do though. They try to link their systems up that that way. Actually, you know what's a funny thing that a lot of people don't know? I have no idea. The DS the design of the DS has actually mm. been around since the beginning but before the Game Boy ever was released by Nintendo. Mm. Did you know that? I had no idea actually. They actually you remember the old like little uh What's the word I'm looking for? Like the old games, like the little handheld games, you know, the little cheap ones, you know, with the black. Oh, you mean they, like where you go buy Yahtzee or something? Yeah, like yeah, a little trap yeah. game like that. One okay. of the old. You remember like the old Sonic games? You know, you'd play and stuff like that. Those little, oh, hand, those little oh, cheap, definitely, or like little battleships and that kind of thing. Uh huh. They actually put out ones for Donkey Kong. Um, there was one for Mickey Mouse. Uh, and a couple others I, I can't remember right off the top of my head. But they had these, I think Mario, I think they had one for Mario too. But they had these little handheld games that was, that came out and the sales of those, I think they were 80, like, something like 80 bucks a piece. I mean, 
back in the eighties, dude. Yeah, way back when, you know, yeah, games that, and consoles were expensive as hell yeah. back then too. But get this, the money from that, mm-hmm. they that's the startup money that they used to actually produce the Nintendo system, the Nintendo console. Wonderful. And then later on, after the success of the Nintendo console, they remembered those handhelds and what the role they played, and then they used that concept to come out with the Game Boy. And later on, we would see the clamshell in the SP, and then they thought back to the back in those days to so that old system, which was a, it had a it looked exactly like a DS. You know, it had the two the two tops, you know, that folded together, mm-hmm. kind of like a briefcase. And that was the design of the DS. So, yeah, it's actually quite funny. But Nintendo's always done that. They've always tried to integrate their systems together, you know? Yeah. But it's the whole combined thing. Yeah, and I guess uh, PlayStation's done that as well with their PSPs and now the Vita. Oh, God, the Vita. Uh, Eh, That's a whole other topic. Yeah, I don't... Getting into... I don't want to ever cover cover that. I I love PlayStation. I do for my different reasons. I love the PS, the PlayStation, the PS2, the PS1. I thought the PS1 was a cute little thing. That, oh, you mean like the little PS1 and not the original PlayStation that was a freaking huge box? Yeah, I did. I did that in order: PlayStation, PlayStation mm-hmm. 2, PlayStation 1. I had an argument with somebody on that for a longest time, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Don't, don't you tell me." You don't know shit about game. Like, he thought he knew about game, and I was like, shut up. Well, hell, the old PS1 was actually my first console. Essentially, it was our family console, and I got it with the original Digimon World, Frogger, and Ford Racing. Yeah. Now, that was... And that was just great. That was a great little console. I really liked the PlayStation mm-hmm. 1. Yeah, that was a nice thing to compete with, the 64. But we're supposed to be talking about Halo. Yeah, we... we went off on a... We've been off on millions on of tangents. Tangent. But, yeah. you know, it looks – there was talk for a while that um, Nintendo was going to go all in to handhelds, and that was the only w- place that they were going to – they were just going to stay with handhelds because they mm-hmm. thought that was the way to go. Then there was actually talk that Microsoft and Nintendo would combine for a while. There was actually talks, sit-down that, talks. That's sketchy them. right there. I feel like that would piss a lot of people off, but in actuality – uh, I don't know. It's two completely different styles of gaming. Well, it's, really, you have your Nintendo. You have an American-based company, basically, combined yep. with a Japanese-based company. Mm-hmm. With, and Nintendo is the old horse of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And if they were going to combine with anybody, it should be PlayStation because then oh, it's. God. Can you imagine that in Japan there'd be like a freaking uproar? PlayStation and Nintendo combining. I mean, it would be like a nerdgasm all over the place. Everybody would love it. The two a nerdgasm or like a sea of rage from fanboys from both sides, really. Eh, whatever them. I would love it because then you'd have both ends of the old workhorses together. Both. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Can you just just imagine the co- combining all of their licensing? You know, their hit run games, putting them all together. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm iffy on that. Okay. Um. How about Super Smash Brothers? They had they had uh, uh, Snake. Mm-hmm. 
What is is he a Nintendo character? Oh, most definitely not. And they also had Sonic, which is also not Nintendo. Exactly. I mean, they've cross genning there has already happened, and mm-hmm. I would love to see PlayStation and Nintendo combine. Be, uh, just because I don't want to see Nintendo die. Of course, like that's definitely one of your oldest and wisest, uh, yeah, you know, gaming companies. And I think the combination of those two together would come out with some of the best games we would we will have ever seen. Like, can you imagine putting the putting to get the guys together like Square Linux, the guys who made a Final Fantasies, the Final Fantasy team up with the Nintendo teams that, you know, did, like, Zelda. Oh, my God, it would be the... Yeah, maybe RPG then we'll actually fans. get a Final Fantasy oh. game that doesn't play itself and people, well, fanboys, don't oh, hate as much. Good example. Uh, da, 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 uh, Crystal Chronicles. Mm-hmm. There, there you have a, a Final Fantasy that came to the Nintendo console... It was completely different than any of the other Final Fantasies we'd seen before, and you know what? Fucking love that game. Yeah, I... that'd be what we call a spin-off game, I guess, not so much with the main yeah. stream, but I guess Final Fantasy started off on Nintendo anyway, so... Yeah, I love... I absolutely adore that game. Like, the mu- I still have the music for it. Oh, I mm. listen to it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I never touched Final Fantasy growing up, really. Uh... My first real Final Fantasy experience, I guess. I played a dabbled a little bit in Ten Two, which wasn't that great really from what I played, and I haven't heard a lot of good things other than that. It's then, not a good game. Then, yeah. Not a good game. It, it's just a joke. And then after that I played the handheld uh Final Fantasy Seven Crisis Core, which is actually a prelude to Final Fantasy Seven, which I really enjoyed, but that was a little more my style. Is like real-time fighting combined with kind of a linear level design, essentially. So I could put it down, and I could pick it up whenever I wanted to, and I wouldn't be lost as to where to go. And then I bought 13. I still haven't beat it. I really, I don't know if I'll ever get around to beating that, really. I just can't get back into it. Like, yeah. I think when I first started playing it, I was drawn in with the pretty graphics and, pretty. and acting. It was just gorgeous. Which is one thing, really, that Halo has always been really good about, is having really good-looking stuff, like, just over the years. And oh, yeah. even with their whole, what was it, like, 10-year anniversary or whatever of Halo Combat Evolved, when they remade it for oh. HD and everything like that, Looks I so got my pretty. brother that for Christmas, and we still have yet to break it open and just go to town on that. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be a Great. I haven't played the original Halo story in years. I actually played it here just recently because I have the downloaded version of it. Right. Quite quite fun. And the difference between the two is quite shocking. It's pretty impressive. Oh, but, I remember seeing the footage and stuff that showed, like, you know, the old footage and then the new redone footage. I don't know if it's just the HD remake, but it kind of looked almost a little bit darker, really. Oh, well, yeah, but that's all... The new games, everything is a little bit darker. It's just, it's just a way to add a little bit of reality, you know. It, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, you see it with all the games anymore. Just something. But uh, I'm gonna touch Final Fantasy a little bit, and then I'll go back to the art because we are talking about Halo. I just mm-hmm. eight better than six. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's doing that just for the sake of smiting one of our friends. They get into the heated argument of which is better every time we're together and on the subject. But back to the matter at hand, actually. <laughs> Something that's a little more relevant. Uh, yeah, I don't know really much else else to say about Halo. I think we covered well, a good thing go- for our experiences. Yeah, going from uh, two to three, you actually see a huge difference in graphics because, of course, mm-hmm. it's going to the 360, but... Right. Oh my god, so beautiful. And the maps and stuff. Wow. Like Valhalla. Ha ha ha. Epic. I mean, there's thro- throwing of grenades like into the launcher to just send it flying and you'd see right, these dude. beautiful sticks on people, it, like vehicles and stuff and people would drop uh, the exploding crates or whatever into the the launcher and send them flying and blow people up. Oh, it's just entertaining. Yeah, that actually reminds me. Another thing that was really great about Halo 3 was you could do your own, not exactly level designing, but you could rig the levels, like with respawn points and weapons, anything oh, yeah. you really liked. The customization was, like, was amazing. Like the, yeah, the level editor, that was always way sweet. Yeah, you could go in and change all the respawn points. You could add warp portals, so you could warp through around the map and stuff. You could move guns wherever you wanted them. You could build structures. It, it was throw vehicles and crap in there. Like I think, what is it? The one of the really small ones, Guardian. I think it is. Yeah. Like maybe throw. I don't remember if you could throw a tank in there. Or yeah. Not, you could. But I would love to just slap a ta- slap a scorpion right down in that middle right there and just watch somebody sit there and go to town. Yeah, you were actually boom. You had a you had a, like a monetary amount, and each thing costs a certain amount. And you could add as much as you wanted until you ran out of money. It was actually a good way to limit it from going from somebody going batshit crazy. Uh, actually, there was a comp- competition for a while. Uh, it was like an obstacle course, basically, that you had to run through. And it was these set designs. And whoever could get through it fastest won. And they get uh, a set of this epic, uh, this armor. It was a special art. Yeah, like the armor sets. Tons of different armor sets. It was quite fun to get all these different armor sets, like EOD armor, Hibusa armor, armor, and there's a bunch of different sets. But there were special sets that were made for like uh, special occasions and Isn't that like a fire helmet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that that was for the, yeah. It was the Hibusa helmet, but it was on fire, and it was only for the design team. They were the only ones who could have it. Yeah, there was yeah there was a lot of these specialty armors that they ha- that they give out for competitions, and basically just imagine like uh, Ninja Warrior. Basically, if you haven't seen the show, just watch an episode and you'll understand. But yeah, they'd have to run through this course, and whoever was the fastest would uh, get a whole, this whole set of armor. So there was you could make that armor really as personal as you wanted it to, because you had the options of, what, chest, each shoulder, helmet. I don't remember. Did you have legging uh, uh, options in this one? Or that might have just been... I can't remember exactly. I don't remember right off the top of my head. I remember the shoulders, head, helmet, chest. chest. I don't know if you got, like, a thigh range deal. or yeah. Well, you also got your emblem and stuff, which has a crap ton of customization in itself between colors like your foreground and your background on Oh that. yeah. We we like, all had crap. our we all had our own custom 
uh, emblems. Oh yeah, even if you like, you have the same emblem essentially. Likelihood that you're gonna end up with the same colors as somebody else. Like the odds are pretty slim. There's thousands of possible, if not millions, of opportunities for individual customization. Oh yeah, well, just given how many color sets, how many different symbols, how you can arrange them differently, overlap, and lay, and you there's layering. There's actually like six or seven layers that you could add to these things. So basically, there was almost an infinite amount of combinations to be had. So mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot of customization in Halo. But yeah, and actually, believe it or not, and then you could. You didn't have to be uh, just a Spartan either, because you could also be a Covenant. You could be uh, one of the elites and run around as an elite. So that was quite interesting, too. Oh, that would have been even better if you could have been a grunt. Oh, God, that had been awesome. <laughs> Especially if when somebody shot you in the head, it would just explode and send confetti all over the place. That was actually one of the skulls. If you got it, you could uh, turn it on. Yeah. and every time... birthday party or whatever it was. That, awesome. that was a blast and a half. Because you shoot him in the head, confetti goes everywhere, and then you hear like a bunch of kids screaming, "Yay!" Yeah. That's entertaining. Great times, but yeah, it was quite interesting. Yeah, that was a big part of social gatherings and like getting together and playing games in high school and everything, and even after high school and whatnot, thanks to like Xbox Live and stuff, and having a remotely stable internet connection at college, you know, we could still get online and play with our friends and thing that that did that doesn't happen in a lot of other shooters nowadays you could have up to four people on one console and freaking yeah. call it dude let's not do that yeah it's, it's stupid it's complete bs that they don't do that i know that they're doing it because they don't want people to they want more copies of the games out there and stuff but seriously if more people would buy the game if they could play it together all together at somebody's place Exactly. By, Most of the time that we're coming over and hanging out, we're going online to take on other people. It's like our team versus you or yours, and it's just a heck of a lot easier to do it that way as opposed to, all right, let's have three or four friends come over. We'll rig up on about three or four different TVs, and then we'll all play together. Like It's just so much easier to throw everyone on one console. Granted, you have a smaller screen at the time, but it's still worth it. Like You still get to work close with your friends, and it's a lot easier than doing it over a microphone or yelling through the rooms. Yeah, it's just, I don't know what they were thinking in doing that. I I think it's marketing again, but I just, the worst thing you can do is ruin the whole gamer dynamic, which is, yes, there are individual players, but a lot of us have friends, you know, or have I want to play with people online. It's just a natural course of things. And by limiting who we can play with like that, really a bad idea. Just terrible design. I, You look across the other consoles. Nintendo. You have, like, Ma- uh, Mario Party. And you have, you know, your Wii friends and all that. Every single system has a friend system built into it. Naturally. Oh, heck, and most systems have their own essential kind of party games. Like, you know, Wii's have, you know, Mario Party and, like, their new Super Mario Brothers Wii and stuff like that and so on. And then there is, uh, 
a good PlayStation one would be Little Big Planet. That one's a good way to get four friends together nice and easy and just play through some levels together and all that jazz. Well, like I don't I don't know of any games that are like that on the Xbox besides Halo. Here's a here's a dumb question for you. Why would you create a game that you can only play with two people on a console that is designed to have up to four people on the console? Because they're money grubbing jerk offs. Exactly, and you know what? Nobody wants that. If you don't indebt yourselves to the players, they're going to just say, screw you, and they're going to go get the game that allows you to play with your four buddies there. Because those guys are the same guys who go out and buy four controllers. What's the point of them having, you know, two controllers that they never use? Oh, I know. Like, most of the time, like, I have four, I'm a, I only have two controllers for my Xbox, because... Really, all I have are mostly single-player games, as it is. But, like, if I had more controllers, I'd want more games to be able to, you know, involve more friends. Like, I'm I'm traditionally a PS3, and I have four controllers and everything. And, you know, it's great having, like, three friends come over, hang out, and then we just all play on the same console together. It's so much easier that way. Well, it doesn't make any sense in a world of social, you know, how social the world is now, you know, with all this stuff like Facebook and, you know, how the Internet's come up. It's just like, well, when we were kids, Internet was still kind of a new thing, and we didn't use Internet for the longest time. I mean, we, we didn't use it. We didn't really even play with the Internet until, what, like third, fourth grade or something? Well, yeah, even for, like, us who weren't out in the sticks and didn't get squat for Internet like you, like, we still had dial-up for a good while, and... You know, it was always your time on the Internet was very limited because it tapped into your phone line. And, yeah. you know, if you're on the Internet, you can't get a phone call or something like that. And, like, my dad runs our, runs his own business through our house. So, you know, that could cause complications. Or if somebody's waiting for an important call from somebody and you're on the Internet, <laughs> you're screwed. Well, yeah, we discussed this in uh, our first episode with Tanami and that little uh, mini game to save Tanami. Mm-hmm. I... The internet changed the world because it put. I'm, there's one thing to say about globalization when it comes to trade, you know, uh, polit- politics and everything. But when you can get on the internet and you can have a conversation, uh, like a Skype conversation or a, vin- a Ventrilo conversation or a Teamspeak conversation with, say, like 18 people from around the world all at once pretty damn amazing you know Mm -hmm. why it's the same idea that's why I don't understand texting yes texting is great and all for when you need to send send a message quietly to somebody without talking to them because in a lot of situations you don't want to be talking on the phone it's uh, it's usually a, a convenience kind of thing it's like okay Here's what I gotta say, you know. Yeah. Get back to me whenever you can. Oh, that's what I was looking for. Noise pollution. There's a whole yeah. thing about noise pollution, but when I can have a one-minute conversation with you and get across everything that I need to say and get the responses I need in a minute, why am I gonna spend 15 minutes texting you back and forth? Well, not everybody texts as slowly as you do, Andy. Okay, why would I spend five minutes? Eh, close enough, I guess. 
Yes, I, I, I'm also the guy that has a fossil for a phone. Eh, to each their own. Smartphones are great, depending on what you use them for, or if you even need them, really. Okay. Some cases, you don't really even need them. I, had, I tried two different phones with touch in two days and never went back. Yeah, I might give them a shot again in a couple of years, but when my contract's up, we'll see what's going on, if it's gotten any better. But as far as I know, it's gotten better, and, you know, it's just a convenience thing. Carry your social networking around and your emails with you at all times. But, eh, I'm perfectly content with the basic phone and everything. I just wish you made the basic phones look better. Like, I have a, the, one of the original Razors, which is really nice. It has a brushed metal finish to it. It's a really nice phone. I really enjoy it. But a lot of the the standard phones that they come out with now, they market to... They're, the only people buying them are the older folks and stuff, so they market them with large keys that... You know, it has a plasticky feel. It's just... I wish I could buy quality in the standard phones because I'd rather have the standard phone, but I still want it to look... I want it to look nice and work nice. You know, I want it, something that's... Still a quality phone. I don't know. I just, I just, I can't use touch. I'm an analog kind of guy. I actually see the move from analog, from analog signal to digital signal as a terrible thing because what they, what they didn't tell, they said, okay, opening up all this extra space is great and all. They had, there was talk for a while that. Dude, you are so off topic right now. It's not even funny. Where are we talking about again? We were talking about Halo, and somehow we got onto the topic of phones involved after something about progression we were, of technology. I was just talking about from Xbox wait, Live. Yeah, I was just ch- talking about the wavelengths of self, like the whole communication system of cell phones. But actually, to finish that point, analog signals are actually a waveform, and they actually have they have a longer range because they'll actually get over those contours better in the land than a digital signal, which is a straight signal. So, actually, an analog signal is better than a digital signal, but by reducing that, they were able to open up a new market for, uh, they like, uh, they were talking for a while that in that new range that's out there, that that open space that's there now, they were going to talk. They were talking about a free broadband internet system for the entire U.S. for every, so everybody could have access to the internet for free. Hasn't happened yet. Still talk about it. Not probably going to happen. Kind of sad about that. That'd be so awesome. Everybody would love it. But anyhow, so back to the whole Halo thing. God, how do we get so off topic? I blame Keeney. Keeney. Yes, sir. Halo, talk. Well, what else do you want me to say about it? I feel like we've covered most of the information on it. Or at least uh, our experiences, especially. Do we want to talk about gameplay or anything? Or changes in gameplay? Like the whole pistol change from from uh, Halo 1 to Halo 2, or just let that be? Yeah, we can just let that be, really. I mean, right. it's more of a 
discussion. I feel like we've covered enough about our thoughts on Halo and everything like that. So. Do we want to cover any of the story or just let them read the wiki on it? Eh, I kind of like the idea of leaving All right. uh, spoilers out there for them to go find. I mean, yeah, that's fine with me. All right, so guys out there, girls, uh, I doubt you haven't heard of Halo, but if you haven't, all right, you should try. You should play the games. I think you quite enjoy them. Uh, if you've played the games and you really never got into the story that much, I recommend that you do. You will. I think you will enjoy it. It's. I can't believe that they haven't put out a movie yet. They actually did a little bit of an anime, which is kind of interesting. But uh, God, can you imagine them doing a movie on this? I'm surprised. Yeah, I can they, totally imagine it. I'm it surprised they haven't done that yet. Well. Closest thing they got to that was James Cameron's Avatar. I think a lot of the futuristic vehicle design looked kind of like very similar to some a couple of the Halo vehicles, you know, like what? the Pelicans and things like that. I bet you, like ten, twenty years down the line, we'll see a Halo movie. Oh, I'm sure. Like, let's get real. Hollywood absolutely has no ideas left. That's why they're releasing everything in 3D again. Especially yeah. movies that haven't been, you know, Star Wars. Twenty years. Yeah, that's just dumb and gimmicky and George Lucas wants more money. Yeah, that, that that just bugs the crap out of me, but whatever. But yeah, um look forward to Halo 4. Um we didn't cover some of the other Halo games. We didn't cover Reach and uh, uh the spin-off ones essentially. Yeah, Halo War War whatever it is. Um, yeah, Halo Wars, Halo Reach and Halo ODST. Yeah, we didn't cover them because they're not really part of the whole Halo series, really. They're the spin-off, like Keeney said, they're the spin-offs. They're good in their own ways, but personally, I just don't care for any of them. Because ODST and um All ODST Reach really is, is give some firefight stuff. Reach wasn't too bad, but it, the it, ending of it just left me wanting something more, really. Like, I didn't feel like it had much of a conclusion, even though it's a prequel game. Yeah, it, it just it isn't the same as our as the Halos, and I don't think you'd be happy with them. Um, They're no Master Chief game. Yeah. You don't play Master as Master Chief in any of them, and it's it's just not the same. Yeah. If, if you're a fan of... Uh, crap, what is that game? StarCraft. Halo Wars might be something to look at. You might enjoy it just as a novelty. And it's on a console when it should be on a PC. Yeah, if you're you're kind of a fan of like stealth fighting and that kind of thing, and really tough firefights and stuff, uh, ODST something to look at. Um, Reach. Reach uh, has a reasonable storyline, and it has the firefight and everything as well. Yeah. So it kind of took the best part of ODST and then threw it into uh, another game, which gave us reach, essentially. I'll just say this. I've played all three of them. They're just not that memorable. Yeah. That's a good way to go with it. Ain't bad, but forgettable easily. Yep. But other than that, uh, that's it for me. Alrighty, and that's really all I have to say. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, subscribe and just Yeah, share our website with others. And this has been Let's Discuss Halo. We'll see you next time.